and welcome to the Tiny Wellness Podcast, where we help you feel confident about feeding your baby and navigating the world of parenthood. I am your host, Nicole McCarthy, a certified breastfeeding specialist, certified lactation counselor, and IBCLC candidate. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if you've listened before, I'm so excited to have you back. If you haven't already, be sure to join our email list to receive new episodes right to your inbox, plus exclusive content and updates. I'll link that in the show notes below. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 11. Let's talk about fats, baby. (laughs) I'm not going to be singing the rest of that to you. Um, But here we are with episode 11. Let's talk about fats, fats in human breast milk. And I also want to touch on this New York Times article about tongue tie that has come out because it is all the rage right now. I'm currently recording this episode while holding my microphone in one hand and a sleeping baby in the other. So this is why I don't record them. I have had people ask me to like record me talking in these podcasts so you can watch it and listen at the same time. But honestly, I look ridiculous about 95% of the time. So we will not be doing that here. So let's first dive into this New York Times article about tongue ties and what was the headline here? It says the booming business of cutting babies' tongues. I first want to say that I feel really horrible that this family had the experience that they had um, with releasing their baby's tongue tie. I do think the article paints a very poor picture of lactation consultants and even release providers, but I will also say that I do feel there are a lot of babies who are sent for releases that do not need them or are not ready for them. As a lactation consultant and with the knowledge that I have on tongue ties and the clinical experience that I have working with families, I do hold a more conservative approach to tongue ties. I do not send every baby to get a release. I do not think that it is appropriate in every single situation. And I really work heavily with the family on education and we work on exhausting all of our other options. It is never ever my first choice to go get a release and I never pressure any family into going to get a release done. It is very, very important to me that the family feels educated in all of their options, that we have worked on everything that we could work on with whatever issue they may be having if a tongue restriction is present or suspected. And I never want a family to look back and say, I wish I knew this or I regret doing this. So... I just, I work very hard with my families on education and other approaches first. I think that's very important and that is the approach I take. I know that is the approach a lot of lactation consultants take. So if you are ever feeling pressured or you feel like something's not right in your gut, I always say trust your gut. You know your baby best and I never want you to ignore that intuition. Go get a second opinion. It is okay. 
we are talking about your baby here and if you feel that something's off, it is okay to go get a second opinion. We are not all going to pressure you to go get a release. We are not paid by these release providers. That is unethical. That is against our code of conduct. And I'm not saying that there aren't professionals out there who take an approach that tongue-tie releases fix everything because clearly there are and I have seen it myself Uh, but again this is why it's very important to trust your gut and if you feel like you want to get a second opinion from someone else please please do I never want you to have any regrets or feel scared um, to get that second opinion That's kind of all I'm going to say about this article because I want to dive into fats in your breast milk today. So first and foremost, I want to answer the question of, can I increase the fat in my milk? This is a question I get asked a lot. And this is something I actually still hear moms and families being told that you can increase the fat in your milk. Your baby's not gaining weight because your milk's not fatty enough. And the answer is no, you actually cannot increase the fat in your milk, but you can change the fats that are present in your milk. So again, you're not increasing it. You can change them though. And the way that you can change the fats that are present in your breast milk are through your diet. For example, we know that say mom starts adding coconut oil to her diet, we know that there will be an increase in medium chain fatty acids in her breast milk. If mom starts taking, you know, like a fish oil supplement, we know that the amount of DHA in her breast milk can increase. If mom is having full fat dairy products, we know that the fats in her milk will be different than if she was taking in low fat dairy products. And again, you're not necessarily increasing the total amount of fat in your milk because you cannot do that. You're just changing the fats that are present in your breast milk and maybe increasing one type of fat compared to another. So let's talk about that statement that I often hear. Well, you know, my milk is sitting out and I just don't see a whole lot of fat. You know, that top layer of fat is just so small. Well, fun fact, fat makes up only 4% of your breast milk and 87.5% of it is water. That's why your breast milk seems so watery because it is mostly water. Fat only makes up 4%. So that's why it seems like there isn't a whole lot in your breast milk because there isn't. 4% really isn't all that much. But that 4% plays such a vital role for your baby's development. And if you listen to episode 10 about four milk and high milk, you heard me mention that lactose doesn't get enough credit because there's a lot of lactose in our brain. And at the beginning of a feed, babies tend to get a little more lactose than towards the end of a feeding. And lactose grows the brain and and fat grows the body is the statement that I said. And that is very true. But fat does also grow the brain and it plays a very vital role in brain growth development in your baby. So before I start talking more about brain growth development, I just want to rewind a little bit back on the 4%. Um, Fat is also the most variable constitute in your breast milk, meaning 
it changes. Um, again, it's not necessarily going to increase over that 4%, but we know that throughout the feeding, the fat that comes out of your breast, the amount of fat that comes out of your breast tends to increase with time. So the timing of the feeding as the time goes on throughout the feeding and the time through your pumping session. So as the time is going on, there's more fat that is coming out of your breasts. We know that the amount of fat in your breast milk changes throughout the day and it's different from mother to mother. And it actually does increase in amount during the second year of lactation. And again, that amount is very variable uh, because fat is the most variable constitute. But I really want to stress the point that although it is so variable and it is different from mother to mother, you cannot increase the amount of fat that is in your breast milk. You can only change the types of fat that are present. So back to brain growth, really interesting. We know that the brain reaches half of its adult size by three months of age, three months of age, and it reaches 80% of its adult size through the second year of life. We know that the fats in human breast milk are made to grow the human brain. They fit perfectly together. So your breast milk has naturally occurring DHA and that's a really popular one that people know for brain growth and cognitive development. It also contains something called ARA, which I'm probably going to absolutely butcher this, but it is arachidonic acid. I I could have completely said that wrong. So we're just going to say ARA, okay? So human breast milk has DHA and ARA, and it's naturally occurring. And ARA is found in the brain and muscle cells. So together, these two are the perfect pair for cognitive development. And, you know, coding those nerves in the brain with the fat that they need so they can communicate with each other effectively. And DHA is really great for visual development. 40% of the retina is made of DHA. I don't want to get into, you know, the nitty gritty science of fats, but just know that the fats in your breast milk are specifically made for your baby and they are specifically made to grow the human brain. And there's nothing else like it and nothing absolutely nothing against formula you know i formula is needed i am i am not against formula whatsoever and i don't want to offend anyone by saying this but the fats that we find naturally occurring in breast milk you just can't find them in formula and formula companies do try to make formula be more like breast milk but There really is just nothing like breast milk. I've seen a quote, and I can't remember the source, but it was something along the lines of, if America knew what fats did, the fats in human breast milk did for the brain growth of our babies, there would be so much more support, so many more policies in place to support breastfeeding, and, you know, things would probably look a lot different in our country. And with the rapid brain growth that happens, I mean, just look, even in the first three months where the brain is reaching half of its adult size, it is really important that we 
educate families on what breast milk can do for their baby's brain growth. I do think that it is so important. And again, this is absolutely nothing against formula. I know that there are families out there who are unable to breastfeed their babies. And I work with families all the time who are supplementing and I support every feeding journey, but maybe there would be more of a push for donor breast milk instead of, you know, jumping right to formula. I think that it is very important to support a family's decision to provide formula for their baby because it's not always an easy decision and to shame someone for using formula is not good. But on the flip side, I really think that we need to do a better job at educating our parents on what breast milk actually does for their babies because there are too many families who are just handed a bottle of formula and not educated on what breast milk can do and maybe it's not you know that mother's breast milk but we can be using donor breast milk and just taking a look at what breast milk fats do for the human brain i mean again you can't get that anywhere else so I don't think that parents should have that information withheld from them. And that's why I am talking about it in this episode. But anyways, I will get off my little soapbox there because I could probably talk about that for a very long time. I wanted to tell you two more fun facts about fat in your breast milk. So the fats in your breast milk are going to provide 50% of your baby's energy. Again, super important. That's half your baby's energy. Fats make up such a small portion of your milk, but they are oh so important for your baby. And we know that human breast milk contains cholesterol. And we know that the cholesterol that is present in human breast milk specifically has been shown to improve the cholesterol levels in adulthood. So what you do for your baby now, feeding your baby breast milk now, is not only going to benefit them now, but it is going to benefit them for their entire life. So how can we improve the types of fat that are in our breast milk? Well, it's going to start with your diet. You're going to want to make sure that you are consuming healthy fats. So things like your monounsaturated fats. Think of avocado. And we know that taking a fish oil supplement is going to increase the DHA that is present in your breast milk. So that is another option to consider. I always highly suggest you work with a dietitian especially in the postpartum period, because your body is depleted from so much. And I'm not a dietitian. Um, I'm not necessarily going to give you advice about your diet specifically, because that's just not my area of expertise. But I can go over the basics with you, kind of like I just did, you know, increasing your monounsaturated fats is something that could be really good for your breast milk. And I know a lot of moms are often told, and hey, I used to preach this too, I'll admit to it, that your breast milk is perfect no matter what you eat. But we actually know now that your diet does affect the quality of your breast milk. So we do want to make sure that we are eating healthy 
foods while we are breastfeeding and not just for our breast milk, but we should also be wanting to eat it for ourselves too. You know, you want to fuel your body with what it needs. And that is so important in that postpartum period when your body is just so depleted from pregnancy and from breastfeeding. We want to make sure that we are replenishing our bodies. I will give you two accounts that I really love and they are dietitians and lactation consultants. And the first one is the lactation dietitian. So it's the period lactation period dietitian. And she is on Instagram. She is fabulous. I recommend that you give her a follow for any advice regarding what your diet should look like when you're breastfeeding. Another is Aloha Nutrition, and that's Aloha Period Nutrition. She is also fantastic for advice in regards to what your diet should look like when you are breastfeeding. And I don't want you to put too much pressure on yourself um, and, you know, feel like you're doing something wrong if you don't eat the healthiest because I get it. You are in survival mode and sometimes it's just about getting those calories in so you are not hungry and that is okay. I never want you to become, you know, worried about what you're eating or kind of obsessing over the need to have every meal look like this gorgeous healthy meal because you need to give yourself some grace but we do we just want to make sure that we are overall eating a healthy diet that is not only benefiting our breast milk but is benefiting us too as postpartum women so key takeaways from this episode are you know fat only makes up 4% of your breast milk. That's why it seems like there isn't a whole lot in there when you're analyzing your breast milk that has been separated in the fridge. I don't want you to stress over that. You cannot increase the amount of fat that is in your breast milk. You can only change the types of fat that are present in your breast milk. And the fats that are in your breast milk are doing amazing, wonderful things for your baby. And there's nothing else like it. So I hope you found some clarity and peace of mind and hopefully had some of your anxiety around the fat in your breast milk reduced because it is amazing. It is doing amazing things. You are doing amazing things for your baby. So I'm going to leave you with that affirmation. I am doing amazing things for my baby. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye now. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. If you have TRICARE East, head over to tinywellnessllc.com to book your insurance covered consultation. For all other insurances, visit the link in the show notes below or head to our website to see if your consults with a tiny wellness team will be covered. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our email list to receive exclusive content and the latest updates. If there's a topic you would love to hear covered in our podcast, fill out the Google Forms link in our show notes so we can continue bringing you content that you love. 
If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at tiny.wellness and on Facebook at tinywellnessllc. If you liked this episode or find Tiny Wellness helpful in your journey, please take a moment to leave us a Google review. Each review helps us help more families like yours. Sending you good vibes always. Bye now.